Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So we ended Thursday's program with uh, these, the, I guess it was breaking news. And I, I say surprising because I don't think we expected it. Uh, the announcement from the Alberta government that we were going to join alongside B.C. and Manitoba in allowing an exemption to Alberta motorcycle helmet laws uh, for those who practice the Sikh religion and who wear a turban as a result of their religious commitment to that faith. Uh, that like in B.C. and Manitoba, if those individuals wish to ride a motorcycle, they could do so without wearing a helmet. It got a lot of reaction on Friday. People aren't sure why we're making this change or why we're allowing this exemption. The argument being that presumably helmet laws exist for a reason. And if we believe it's important for people to protect their head while riding a motorcycle, why why would we let anybody uh, get an exemption to those laws? On the other hand, if motorcycle riding is relatively safe enough that we could allow this exemption, then why not allow all motorcycle riders the option of going helmetless? It's not advisable, I don't think. But, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it. So I, I did want to find out more about this. I don't necessarily object, right, because I don't, need, I don't know the government needs to, to go around protecting people from themselves. So if there are some who wish to ride a motorcycle and are unable to wear a helmet because uh, of their faith, it's not necessarily something I object to. But I did want to find a bit more about why this is so important and why here. What about other areas uh, of, you know, our, our day-to-day lives where there's some expectation of, of protecting yourself? Like on a work site, for example, in hard hats. Or like in certain sports, for example, football or hockey, where you have to wear a helmet. Anyway, so joining us to, to explain this a uh, little bit more detail, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, Sukman Kar Harars, uh, Alberta representative with the World Sikh Organization. Sukman, thanks for joining us here. Hello, Rod. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I look forward to discussing some of the topics that you brought up and, um, and going from there. Okay, so let's start with this first of all, because I understand that there's been a, a real push for this, and there there has been in other provinces too. But why why is this such an important issue? Definitely. So I think we have to go back and kind of understand what is the turban. Why is the turban so important for Sikhs to wear? So for in the Sikh faith, uh, practicing Sikhs will wear turbans, and for us, it represents a crown. And Sikhs don't have the option of taking it off. We wear it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and uh, it's a very integral and intrinsic part of our faith. And um, for us, uh, getting this motorcycle exemption has uh, been a very uh, good cause for celebration, and Sikhs are celebrating across Alberta. And, uh, you know, this isn't something that's happened overnight. 
And I think that's the common misconception just because it's been announced so quickly. Everyone's, like you said, it's kind of like unexpected and nobody was expecting for this to happen. So this actually has been in the works for about 30 years in the province of Alberta. And more recently, in the last three years, everyone's been, uh, there's been teams pushing for compiling research and compiling data. And there's been a lot of manpower, time and money invested by the Sikh community. And there's been initiatives for sitting down with government officials, sitting down with uh, Minister Brian Mason for transportation safety. So I think it's important to remember that this isn't something that happened overnight and uh, that it's been in the works for, like I said before, 30 years. And the last three years especially has been uh, heavy in compiling this data. And uh, definitely I think it's uh, hard to understand for a majority of people. And that's why it's important we engage in discussions like this where we can uh, ask the questions that we uh, are wondering without uh, being disrespectful or anything like that. So I look forward to having this discussion with you today. Yeah, okay. Well, and, and we understand the, the religious commitments, right? And, and so that's fine. But when it comes to, to riding a motorcycle, what, isn't there an inherent risk then in that's not wearing a helmet? Great question. So that's a lot of people have that concern. And uh, I understand that many have had the initial health and safety concern, but the facts are such that a helmet exemption for sick motorcycle riders is only an increase by 0.1%, and that's when we round up. And I'll explain what that means. So right now, like the question isn't necessarily whether a helmet exemption would carry more risk, but whether this marginal risk linked to that exemption is so significant that it constitutes an undue hardship when we look at the fundamental human rights and freedoms. And like you said, like isn't uh, riding a motorcycle without a helmet a risky activity? And I think we have to look at the bigger picture here. Riding a motorcycle in itself is a very high-risk activity, and that's where those stats come back. By not wearing a helmet, there is only a marginal increase in the risk of the already risky activity of practicing uh, the sport of riding a motorcycle. So again, um, the increased risk of a helmet exemption is very minimal and it barely moves the needle in terms of injuries or healthcare costs. And we know this because the province of British Columbia has had this exemption for almost two decades. And as a result, we haven't seen any increase in fatalities or injuries. So I think it's important to kind of keep that context in mind. Well, and that may be because there are just really few individuals who are choosing to take advantage of this. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't have the stats in front of me, but if we looked at the total of number of Sikhs who, who live in Alberta, and then from that, the total who would be riding a motorcycle, we're probably talking about very few people. Definitely, and I think that's where we can get into the logistical side a little bit more. Um, I've been talking to some of the main organizers behind this initiative, and uh, they have more information in regards to how they came up with those statistics, uh, stats, but uh, I don't have them um, memorized or in front of me right now. But definitely there has been research that has been done into looking at, you know, where is that research coming from? Um, but uh, that's not something I can comment on right now. Okay, so, you know, as I mentioned at the outset, there, there, 
there, there are other areas of society where head protection is mandatory. I think about hard hats on work sites is an obvious example, or Definitely. playing certain sports. I mean, perhaps there are Sikhs who would like to play football or would like to play hockey, but there are some pretty clear rules about wearing a helmet. So would, would exemptions make sense in these other areas? That's an excellent question. And, you know, the question comes up, allowing religious exemption like this, isn't this a dangerous precedent to set? And I think that's the question you're asking here. And I understand what you're saying. And again, it took 30 years of constant conversation like this with every level of government where individuals had questions and concerns, just like what you're asking me right now. It was an exhausting process where anything less than the absolute determination of all the volunteers uh, would just have been like a failure for this exemption. So again, um, it took decades to convince individuals of the sincerity of our beliefs and how intrinsic a turban is to the identity. And when you mention like starting down, like uh, setting a precedent for these kinds of sports, it's highly unlikely. Just looking back at the time and the resource that it took, the very high threshold to meet. And I can kind of share with you like my personal experience. I think being a first generation Canadian Sikh, um, we're going to be coming up with these issues that we haven't had to deal with before in our parents' generation, whether it's the country differences or the cultural differences in how we practice sports. And I think the question, answers to those questions is something that, as a community, we're still trying to work towards. And for me personally, um, I have played sports where I have to wear a helmet. And, and, you know, you look at the bigger picture at the time and you look at being respectful of the laws and, you know, a lot of uh, young people that play sports will wear a bandana when they're wearing their helmets. While on the long-term journey, we can come up with answers to questions like these. Because I think being, uh, let's say, first, second-generation Canadians, having concerns like these isn't something that's been addressed before. I think challenges that we face is, you know, how do we accommodate to still make sure that safety for ourselves and safety for others is at the top. So I think for a lot of these questions, you know, individual six will tell you differently. Some people might have an intrinsic belief that, you know, I really don't want to take off my turban. So then they may choose not to partake in the sports. And others may look at the bigger picture and say, okay, you know what, like we don't have a policy for this right now. So I will choose to wear a, a helmet. And that's how it was in my case. I've been riding a motorcycle for five years now. And before this exemption, um, I've always just put my hair down in a bandana. And it wasn't something that was ideal for me. Um, and I think it's so much easier for, let's say, young people born in this country to adapt more like that. Whereas, let's say, if you look at uh, people that are a little bit older, you know, older generations, that must be extremely difficult for them to kind of, like, uh, figure out, okay, how do I accommodate my turban? Do I take it off? Do I put my helmet on? And, you know, like barriers that they might face and not understanding what to do. And I think a lot of people just choose not to find the answers to these uh, complex issues that we're coming up with and may choose to just not partake in any of those sports or do any of those things because the a solution to it is too complex. So to answer your question, I think every individual kind of has his or, ho his or her way of, let's say, uh, playing the sport or not playing the sport. But this is a question that, as a Sikh community, we're trying to figure out, you know, how is this going to work, again, to prioritize the safety of ourselves and to prioritize the safety of others. And not, like, again, we don't want to set a dangerous precedent for allowing religious exemptions 
like this. And with the specific helmet accommodation, it was years of advocating and really getting to the root of how important an intrinsic turban is for um, people. And, and like an example I can bring up is soldiers, uh, six soldiers in World War One and World War Two. The risks were measured in life or death, and six still chose their turban over wearing a helmet. And that's kind of the belief and the importance that uh, the turban has in our community. Right. And well, and again, I don't know that anyone's necessarily questioning that. I, I, I think the answer you gave about playing hockey seems to me to be at odds with the, the motorcycle situation because... Uh, a helmet's required in hockey, so religious practicing Sikhs would make that de- decision that, well, my faith is more important to me, perhaps that's not a game for me. That, that you can make the same argument then that, that perhaps riding a motorcycle isn't for me if there's a, a helmet requirement. Definitely, and I think that's why it goes down to every individual's choice. Um, you know, individual Sikhs are free to make their own decisions about uh, things like this. And like I said before, because of the complex issues we're facing, let's say, as a diaspora, where nobody really talked about this before because it wasn't really a concern, uh, as a community, there are different views about this matter. And I think that just shows, like, the diversity that you will have within any situation. And as, let's say, the World Tech Organization or when you're representing people's fundamental rights of freedom and religion, you want to, it can be even... People within the same community, they may, let's say, not have as religious beliefs, but we want to give everybody the opportunity to practice their faith without having to accommodate uh, for anything uh, less than that. So the World Tech Organization has actively advocated for the niqab in uh, Quebec when that issue was going on, whereas in the Sikh faith, we don't believe in covering our faith. That's actually against our religion. But, um, you know, we believe in uh, have the people having the right to um, express themselves, regardless if all of us believe in it. And that's just kind of the example I can think of. And majority of people, like myself included, when um, I've been taking my turban off and wearing a bandana because I didn't have the choice. And, you know, like this is something I have to do some self-reflection in that, okay, um, will I be wearing my turban when I ride a motorcycle or will I still choose to wear a helmet when I wear my motorcycle, you know? These are the kinds of questions we're finding that we, as a community, are having to do some deep thinking about and kind of figuring out what is the answers uh, for me. So again, because I didn't have the option of wearing my turban when riding a motorcycle, I would have to take my um, turban off because... I uh, am uh, passionate about uh, being environmentally friendly, and I found that when I was just in my car driving to work all the time, it was just me. And that's why I wanted to learn how to ride a motorcycle, and I've been practicing cycling as well, just so I can have that option and be able to contribute to society and reduce my ecological uh, footprint. All right. Uh, Sumit, we'll, we'll leave it there. I appreciate you making some time for us here today, though. Thanks for having this conversation with us. Thank you so much, Rod. I know this is a complex issue, and I think that uh, as we have more discussions, we'll get more people's opinion. And like we said before, individual Sikhs are free to make their own decision about this. But as an organization and as a government, we want to stand and be able to advocate for people's uh, freedom and rights of religion without compromising the safety of, of others. And that's why I think it's so amazing that these 
as a community, we've been advocating for so many years and compiling this research to see uh, is this going to affect people's uh, health insurance? Is this going to affect people's, uh, um, you know, um, what's it called, your uh, in- injury rate and everything like that. So thank you so right. much for having me here today. All right, Sukman, thanks again. Sukman uh, Hahar with the uh, World Sick Organization. I, I don't know that it is a complex issue, honestly. We get that there's um, religious belief here that, that entails wearing something, and the wearing of that something interferes with wearing a helmet, something you're expected to wear in, in other circumstances. So again, I don't have a big issue with this. I'm not upset about it. If somebody wants to, to get on a motorcycle without a helmet, that doesn't impact me. I'm a little confused by the messaging, though, i got to admit. Because the answer I, I think I got for hockey was that, well, you have to wear a helmet to play hockey, so... Well, maybe I just won't play hockey then. I mean, the same would apply to riding a motorcycle, I think. Anyway, 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.